The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Indeed, we are going to bring our soul to work. And one of the reasons why I talk so much about bringing your soul to work is because your soul needs to be brought places. And most of us spend more time at work than any other single event in our conscious waking life. And so when we bring our soul to work, we have really great practice on what our soul feels like. I was just talking with a client of mine who's in my workshop. She's probably about six weeks into the 12 weeks. And um, she found her flow. She found her soul's power and she's mesmerized by it. Absolutely mesmerized that she can feel this good like most people on the planet our lives are all about doing good in school and doing our work well and it's all intellectual the soul is not intellectual the soul is feeling and today's topic is goals And, of course, I did a nice little acronym because I'm cute that way. God obviously allows life success. Your goals are attached to the expansion of your soul. And I'm going to tell you how that works. And I'm going to tell you how to do that today. I'm going to show you some examples. And I'm going to help you understand why goal setting and your soul are 100% aligned and How your God, our God, our source wants that for us and how it all ties in. And this show is being uh, live or the first show of this new year. And I'm all about goals at the beginning of the year, all about a fresh start, all about reflecting on the past year and setting things in motion for the new year. My birthday is at the end of the year, and so between my birthday at the end of November and the beginning of January, I'm usually so in the head about what next year is going to look like and and what it's going to bring. I've been setting goals since before I went to college. When I was a youngster, I was in athletics and sports and a runner, and I always wanted to be better on the field. I wanted to be better on the court with my team. I wanted to be better running. I wanted to beat my previous times. Why? Why did I want to be better? Because I wanted a medal? Eh, maybe that felt good. But I wanted to be better because there's an inner voice in all of us that's asking for more. The human experience is one of expansion. And if we don't expand, we are in pain. If we don't expand, life hurts. If we don't expand, 
We're going to have experiences that are going to try to push us to the expansion that we are resisting. It is no fun to resist expansion. And so many of us beautiful human people are living in our brains that we're trying to think what's next. We're trying to think what we want. We're trying to think through things. We're living in the cause and effect linear world. And let me tell you this, your brain is the slowest, fear-based, mistake-ridden place to make decisions and to do things from. It is not where you want to be operating. Now, if you're doing a spreadsheet, maybe. If you're filling out a math test in college, maybe. But when you're operating in the adult world, you do not want to be operating from the intellect. The intellect is in the backseat. The soul is the driver. And if you've got that in reverse, life's not working for you that well. So setting goals at the beginning of the year can shift this whole equation and you could turn right around and have the exact experience that you want for this year. You can set the stage for it and you can learn a new way of operating coming from the soul. Goals set in motion allow that soul's beckoning of expansion to have a pathway, to have a highway, to have some structure to it. Because just the beckoning of expansion that our soul is always asking for is not really enough because we do live in the physical three-dimensional world. We do have experiences of needing jobs and paying bills and having to eat dinner and go to dinner and cook dinner and feeding other people and etc. So there are physical things that have to happen in our world. But when we set the stage through setting up goals, when we set the stage through specifics, we get even more than we could ever imagine. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit today about some of the aspects of goal setting that are absolutely necessary in order for this whole goal thing to work. And in order for the goal thing <laughs> to be aligned with the soul thing, because that's the whole point is that our life is helping our soul expand. And when our life is not helping the soul expand, it is not working for us. So the first thing that we can do is lay the groundwork for the goals. So in my workshop, I have a very intricate goal setting process. I call it the life action plan and it's 20 some pages. It's pretty in depth. It's got great structure. It's got a great way of, of lining up uh, what you want the end of the year to look like and then backing ourselves into it based on what the year is going to look like. So I'm going to, I'm going to cover some of that. Um, obviously this show is, limited in my ability to really walk you through some intricacies with that, but I'm going to walk you through the reason why goals are important, how to get clarity and why it's really important for you to lay that groundwork and how you can allow things to happen with and for you. So before we get into that, I'm going to craft a really handy metaphor that I'm going to use for this in 
entire goal-setting workshop show here today. And the analogy, the metaphor is vacation planning. I don't know about you, but when I go on a vacation, I have plans set up. I know where I'm going. I know how I'm getting there. I know how much it's going to cost. I know what my itinerary is going to be for the most part each day. And pretty much I know if I'm going to be staying at one city or one place or if I'm going to be moving around. I've got an agenda. I've got plans. I've got goals. And if I don't have that for a vacation, if I just decide to fly to Paris and I plop myself in Paris, I'm probably going to have a decent time. But if I haven't laid the groundwork, I'm probably not going to have as good a time. Now, of course, there's the naysayers are going to say, don't you want to be spontaneous? Don't you want to just follow your heart and see what's in front of you and all of that to a degree? But I'm going to tell you what, being able to squeeze the juice out of a beautiful city like Paris you're going to want to set some priorities and you're going to want to have some plans ahead of time because you're not going to get into the Louvre on the last minute as easily as if you have your tickets. You're not going to know exactly if you're going to visit the Louvre and the Eiffel Tower on the, on the same day if you haven't basically plotted that course. You're not going to get the beautiful walking tour with the, the woman who has the PhD in French literature to take you around to three places in Paris and explain the depth of all the things um, in the city. So your abilities to craft a beautiful vacation is just like what life goal planning and goal setting is all about. So if I go to Paris, I'm going to know the dates. I'm going to know how I'm getting there. Airfare, the cost, the actual flight times and dates. I'm going to know the hotel or hotels I'm staying in. I'm going to know the cost of those. I'm going to be able to set a budget aside. I'm going to be able to know tickets for the Louvre, tickets for the Musée d'Orsay, tickets for the Eiffel Tower, an afternoon just doing cafes, uh, shopping and walking around Montmartre. Yes, I've been to Paris a few times and I'm headed there in March. Um, it's a delightful big city where there's so much to do that if 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 we fail to plan we're going to have times where we may not get exactly what the experience is that we really could get and if i don't ever carve the dates out of my calendar of work if i don't set aside the time to take the vacation it's not going to happen the first thing that happens when we establish a vacation we want is that we set an intention to have a vacation. The very first thing is the desire. So that desire is really super important. Without the desire, we don't have a vacation. If a friend calls and says, hey, Mo, you want to go to Paris with me in March? I might be like, oh, I don't know, because it's not my desire. So the best first step of our goals is what is your desire? What is that expansion and experience that you want to have that's coming from within? 
So if you're following me right now live or if you're listening to this recording, go right ahead now and jot down some desires. And don't worry right now if there are things that you can or cannot see yourself doing in the next 12 months or so. Just jot down some desires and and feel the welling up from within. I'm going to keep using this Paris trip as my metaphor. So the desire to go to Paris sets the stage for all of the details that have to come from that. And now there's some things I can do right now this week to set that in motion. I can look at my calendar for the year. When's a good time to go to Paris? Oh, based on this, that, and the other thing, maybe I'll go in March. Okay, March might not be the best weather in Paris, but you know what? It's not going to be crowded. So I think I'll pick some time in March to go. So now we begin to put our plan together. So the desire is the first thing. And then the second big, 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 big piece is getting clarity. Getting clarity on our desire is one of the most important things to do. Because if I have a desire to go to Paris, or just if I have a desire to go on vacation, like that's just not enough. That's not enough to move me into having the experience. It's only enough for me to understand that I have the desire. So desire, super important. Nothing happens without it. Otherwise, we could call it intention. And the second piece is clarity. Without the specifics, without the road in front of us, I don't know where I'm driving. Or I don't know where I'm flying. So the clarity begins. And just like in grammar school, we begin to ask the who, what, where, when, how questions. And we have to answer them. That drives the clarity that we are going to move toward in order to execute our desires. So basically a goal is a desire with a plan, with an outcome. So we want to make sure that we get a handle on what the desired outcome is because that's going to help us get some clarity. So if we know the outcome is to have a one-week trip to Paris, I now can move my clarity around that. So a desire, a vacation, a vacation to Paris, desire, outcome, one week in Paris, great. Now I can start moving in my clarity. I can start figuring out flights. I can start doing dates and hotels and a budget, perhaps picking friends to go with, etc. So that clarity is where a lot of folks get hung up. Not necessarily on vacations, because for some reason there's a lot of good stuff to do on vacation planning. And we get excited about it. You know why? Because the anticipation is where a lot of the joy is. We might now be handling some of the uh, post-holiday blues right now. All the anticipation of the end of the year holidays and the, the new year coming and being with friends and family and having time off from work. That anticipation around that created great positive energy. And then after it's all done, we're kind of like, oh, okay. 
back to normal life. Which is another reason why goal planning is so fantastic at the beginning of the year. Right after the holidays, we start setting in motion the new stuff that we desire, the new experiences, the new people, places, and things that we want to have as our experience in the coming year. Whenever I'm setting my goals, my desires are coming from typically uh, a variety of different buckets of experiences in life career and business, obviously top of the mind is what I do for a living. It's always been a big part of my goal setting for the year. Health and fitness has always been a big part of my goal setting. This past year, that goal that I set for myself kind of fell short. I had some complications with my parents being sick and my dad died. And there were just some things that kind of derailed uh, best laid plans, so to speak. But rather than judging myself, I know now what I did not have to come to fruition in the health and fitness. So the priority of that goal for the coming year has gone up to the number two spot. It probably should be number one, to be honest with you. Um, but number one and two are kind of vying for each other right now. The, the, the business and the clients I serve and my health are right up there. And then, of course, there's always a family goal. There's always a spiritual goal. Excuse me. There's usually a stuff goal, something material stuff that I want that I think would be kind of fun and cool to acquire in the physical realm. In my goal planning workshop, in my workshop, I do an eight by eight. So the number of completions, so eight items over eight timeframes in the year. So eight is a a hefty docket of goals. And one of the cool things about having that is in the normal course of life, of those eight, maybe five of them actually get momentum and get traction, which is perfectly fine by me. Every year I have at least half or more of what I had desired uh, move forward and have momentum on. I'd much rather have momentum on four or five items out of eight than have zero momentum, zero desires, zero clarity, zero outcomes. I'd rather be halfway on big goals than no way on no goals. Or if we pick one or two, it just doesn't feel energizing enough. I know what my top goals are, but I'd also like to make sure that all the aspects of my life have an expansion, have a desire, have something that I'm moving toward because I want to live in a, in an intentional way where I am experiencing life at a higher and higher level each year for that matter, each day, week, and month. I have a uh, quarterly planning process that I do, um, in my daily daily journal uh, that I use for my day timer, it's 13 weeks, and it allows me to have the chunks of the time during the year to be set aside. So it's really a lot of fun to um, to see that come together. If you'd like to join uh, this conversation, you can call in. We talked about we announced the call in number earlier. And it'll be announced at the break as well. Feel free to call in and ask me any question you have about goal setting, 
planning new year, or even if you'd like some spontaneous career or life coaching, I am happy to have you join for the call today. But let's keep getting into the structure of goals because it's really important to find the proper structure for your desires to have so that the channeled energy in alignment with those desires comes together. And what I'm talking about just as a recap is having that initial desire or intention become the basis of what you want to do. And then we look at what the outcome is that we want to have. And between the desire and the outcome, it's our job to create clarity. So I was using the example of a vacation to Paris. So let me continue on with that. So we have the desire to have a vacation. We decide that the outcome is going to be Paris. We decide it's going to be a week vacation. And so now we can get into the clarity the museums we want to visit, the hotel we want to stay at, the region of the city we want to be experiencing. Perhaps there's some restaurants or bistros that friends have told us about or we've seen written up in travel magazines or the newspaper. If you're you're like me, um, I clip things and save things um, as destinations for places I want to see or places I know I'll eventually get to. And I just create folders of all this information. So if I have a vacation to a particular city, I might have already stockpiled a few ideas and and, uh, antidotes that's going to help with my planning. So the greater the clarity, the better the chances of you meeting that goal. And so we talk about a vacation. So we we don't maybe want every single minute of every single day to be planned out. So there might be like a half day that we would have open for walking around the Arc de Triomphe or or some other segment of the day that would be spent for kind of like open air experiences. But we want the clarity. Maybe your priority in visiting a particular city like Paris isn't the museums. Perhaps it's some of the outlying historical areas. If you don't have that clarity, then you don't have the agenda set up properly. Or if you're traveling with someone who loves museums and you love more historical sites, you're going to have to compromise on what that's going to look like for you. Again, clarity. Clarity driving the exact experience that you want to have and how much and how often. There's an acronym in the corporate world for goal setting. It's called SMART. Um, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-based, S-M-A-R-T. Specific, going to Paris, measurable, it's going to be for a week, achievable. I mean, if this was a budget that was going to blow the budget and I wouldn't uh, be able to afford it, it may not be an achievable goal. And then realistic, can I get the week off? Can I uh, afford to have that type of time off and get to Paris? And then time-based, I need to know when it's going to happen, by you know, by when, how long, etc. A smart goal is set up with the very specifics of clarity so we know if we've achieved it or not. Let's take the unfortunate example of this Paris trip in March, perhaps maybe getting derailed, perhaps maybe I break my leg or need surgery, and it includes the time of March. I may have to reschedule. I may have to push the time out if something happens that absolutely makes that time frame unachievable. 
I might get disappointed. I might have to revisit and call the airlines and the friend I was traveling with or whatever. But I at least know that I'm moving a desire. And maybe that time I originally set up doesn't work anymore, but I'm moving it perhaps then to September. And I know that my desire will be fulfilled. I have the clarity. I have the outcomes. And then, of course, the magic of following through and allowing. When we follow through, we have the experience in the physical world of doing stuff. And then when we allow, we have the experience in the energetic world of appreciating and receiving the outcome coming toward us. The art of allowing is a big, big, big component of appreciating life. And allowing gives us that receiving habit. When we're living a rich life, we are in receiving mode. When we're living a rich life, we are actually in gratitude a lot. And that receiving and gratitude is really squeezing the experience to its most beautiful, perfect, and delightful element. So that type of goal setting, God obviously allows life success. And it comes from the soul. It comes from the very, very soul of our uniqueness and the desires that we have for the life we want and how we want to live our life. I'm going to talk about a few examples, and I'm going to receive your phone calls in the second half of this show to talk more about how goals and our soul come together to give us the most satisfying experience as a human being on this planet. Our God, our source wants us to enjoy life. And that desire that springs forth from our soul needs some specifics in order to get where we want it. Welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. When listeners like you contribute to Unity Online Radio, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make a one-time donation. Or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Blair Tabor from Unity San Diego, taken from a talk called Sacred Service, The Ultimate Spiritual Growth. Who we are and who we perceive ourselves to be as human beings is just such a small part of who we are as spiritual beings. 
You remember the phrase that I like, you know, Emily Cady says, God did not make you to be spiritual pygmies, but spiritual giants. You know, and do we live as if we're spiritual giants? No, we don't. We live, we live as if we're you know, weak human beings. You know, we're spiritual giants. We need to live that way in our lives. So we have to let go of the ego. It's a challenge because we spent so much energy and focus on, on our ego on dressing a certain way and talking a certain way and looking a certain way and, and lining ourselves in certain ways to, to uphold that ego identity. But as we're willing to let that go, let it be permeable to spirit, then what we find is we're connected to that infinite oneness that is God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. If you're looking to deepen your spiritual journey, Unity Magazine is your go-to source for information and inspiration. It's been beautifully redesigned and packed with interesting articles and compelling interviews from today's spiritual thought leaders. You'll find science, spirituality, and healing with a look at Eastern philosophies, meditation, as well as completely new ways to interpret the Bible. Plus, reviews on the latest spiritual books and music. Get a free trial issue at unitymagazine.org. Discover Unity Village, and you'll find a peaceful oasis just 15 miles from downtown Kansas City, Missouri. If you're doing business in the area or looking for the perfect place for your retreat or conference, check out all that Unity Village has to offer. With 1,200 wooded acres, a beautiful nature trail, award-winning rose garden, golf course, and newly redesigned hotel and conference center, Unity Village has everything you need for that perfect event. Go to unityvillage.org to find out more. Do you dread going to work every day and just pray for Friday? Get a fresh perspective on your career with Mo Fall and bring your soul to work every Thursday at 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern, here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. A leadership mentor and career coach, Mo can help you go from underpaid, unsatisfied, and unappreciated to loving your life and career again. Join the show and let Mo guide you to make some real life changes. Tune in every Thursday here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And we are back with goal setting and the soul to start off this beautiful new year, uh, achieving a certain level of happiness and fulfillment and satisfaction in life requires channeling the inner desire in all of us towards something. And a lot of people who have uh, some frustration in life, they may be suffering from um, unknown desires. They may be suffering from stifled desires. They may be suffering from living in their heads too much. They might be suffering from desires that are all over the place and nowhere all at once, just having feelings that there's got to be something more in life and they're trying everything. So when we have a desire, it's really important for us to take a look at it and channel it into the outcome we want and the clarity. What exactly is it that this desire is coming forth to help us experience. All the goal setting I do with my clients revolves around clarity. All of the goal setting I do with my clients 
revolves around energetic principles of how we move from the desire in our soul, that energetic whisper that we feel in our body, but it's energy. But our body is the vehicle in which we feel it. When we feel that spark, we can listen or not. A lot of people on this planet haven't been listening to that spark or it's been dimmed for decades and it's barely even audible. But when we establish a reset at the beginning of the new year, we can spend some time in quiet reflection doing a few things. And I always say setting goals is a lot of fun and I've been doing it for a long time. Past year review is as important to celebrate and acknowledge what we've been through, what we've achieved, what we've grown through, who we have become as human beings in this experience. We have a soul who is the beingness of us and we have the physical body, which is the doingness of us. And we need to have doses of beingness and doses of doingness. The way I help my clients achieve more in life is by them understanding who their beingness is first before they do something. And it is that beingness that is the most important part of any satisfaction in life. It's how I start my 12-week workshop. I have my clients dive into themselves and identify the characteristics of their being. And as we are establishing goals, we have to tap into that soulful self also. And that soulful being self can be found in the joys that we had in the past year. Perhaps that beingness is found in the challenges that we've overcome over the past year. Unfortunately, I had uh, some really difficult challenges last year. Uh, both of my parents are uh, in their mid-80s, and um, both my parents had some health challenges through the year. My dad, unfortunately, didn't survive his. Uh, he died in, in May. And for about six weeks prior to his death, he was uh, severely ill. And um, that gave me great opportunity to connect with him and to serve him in his final days. And I could have had uh, some choices about how I would attach meaning and interpret what I was called to do to serve my dad. I could have had the choice of being victim-y about it. Why me? I'm the nurse in the family. I'm always the one at the hospital, which is not true, but I could have played that card. I could have played the card of being the one that the doctors come to and that interprets things and all of that. I could choose to have played the victim card. Now, I've been coached a lot over the past 20 or so years, and I've done a lot of personal growth. I'm certainly not out of the woods on any of that. Uh, I'm not done by any stretch of the imagination. Fortunately for me in my past year review, I've realized that one of my callings is to be in service. And 
that's who I am at the being level. So it would make sense that on the doing level, that's the stuff that I would do. And that's the stuff that would bring me a level of satisfaction and connection to my soul. So when we do the past year review, we can take a look at what are those challenges that we went through and what did they bring to us? The challenges I had that were the biggest of the past year were, were regarding my parents' health and my dad's eventual uh, passing on from the physical realm and being in service while that was happening and reconnecting in a way that was different than the father-daughter relationship that we'd had for uh, most of my 57 years. It was different being the, the person who had to be there, pseudo-healthcare, pseudo-provider, babysitter, uh, etc. There was a, a different relationship that happened over the last couple of months of his life. And so my reflection on that is bringing me greater into my beingness. And then I take that reflection of last year's beingness growth and I move it forward into what I want for this year. Perhaps that expansion of that beingness is something that I now can bring to my coaching or that I now can be to being the daughter to my mom or the sister to my siblings or to my partner and family, etc. So working on our beingness is not necessarily part of the goal setting. Experiencing our beingness through what we do is the richness of life. And so as we set up our goals for the new year and do the past year reflection, we see our beingness coming alive through the things that we want to do. I'm a big traveler. I've always enjoyed a bit of adventure. I'm not a thrill seeker, but I like adventure. I like exploring and seeing new places and enjoying foods and, and cultures and, and a bit of history. So I like learning and adventure, not thrill-seeking adventure. So the being of me includes that adventurous spirit. So travel is always on my goals every single year since the very beginning of, of my mature goal setting as an adult. It wasn't when I was younger. When I was younger, it was all about running faster and playing better and volleyball and basketball and softball and uh, climbing trees higher and that sort of thing. I want to beat Johnny in a 100-yard dash this summer. Now my beingness is informing all of the doingness. And as you're setting your goals up, I want you to pay attention to that. I want you to pay attention to the being of who you were this past year, how you saw yourself emerge and come alive, because the desires that you have for this coming year are coming from there. If you'd like to join the conversation, I'd love to talk to you. And you can join me at 816 251-3555. I love having spontaneous coaching and that sort of thing on it um, to make sure that we're hitting all the all the bases um, that people are thinking about. So please feel free to to do call in and 
and uh, let's get some coaching. Um, on that note, let's get into what this goal setting uh, will look like. So we have desire, we have clarity, we have our outcome, we have our follow through, and we have the allowing. So as we're thinking about the new year and what we want to do, again, I look at all of the different dimensions or aspects of our lives. All of the different dimensions and aspects of our lives will be part of our goal setting. And when I say that, I mean I want you to include the different things that are part of your life. I'd like you to include your family, your health, your career or business, uh, travel or the other things that you enjoy experiencing, your spiritual life. Uh, again, I said earlier, I always like to have like a things or a material uh, fun thing to to achieve, to buy, purchase or enjoy um, on my goal setting. It's just part of how I roll. So have a variety of dimensions because God, source, wants us to enjoy the richness of the physical world. We're on this physical planet to have the experience of being physical beings. And so, yes, we are doing stuff and knocking on desks and typing on computers and, and wearing watches and driving cars and wearing shoes. And maybe we want to have a nice, fancy new blazer. One of my uh, early goals as a young professional woman was to have that just so perfect navy blazer. It was a thing I desired to have this cool, smart, tailored navy blazer. And I've had several of them in my career. Um, it's not on my desire list now. I am more or less out of the uh, professional wear. And fortunately for me, I work from home and I can wear whatever I want to now. The navy blazer is not as much of a desire as it was when I was younger. But nonetheless, that desire of the navy blazer tells me a little bit about who I am at the being level. So please do what you can to extract deeper understanding of who you are at the being level by watching what it is that you desire to do, have, and experience. All my work that I do with my clients and my life's purpose now is built on the premise of the fact that we are multidimensional beings on this planet Earth. And our soul and the energy of our of, of that part of our beingness is the most important part of our experience. And when we line that beingness up with what we do in the world, it's awesome. It's rich. It's an experience that is just mind-blowing. I can tell you the hundreds of people I've had in my workshop and in my coaching experience so far in the nearly five years I've been doing this work, when they get that, when they get their soul turned up to the point where they start to feel the awesomeness and the beauty of their soul and attach that to what they're doing for a living or doing with their family or enjoying life, and it's all finely lined up with the soul, nothing's better. Nothing. <laughs> It is so enjoyable to live life with the experience of the soul shining brightly. 
So we don't dim that during goal setting at the beginning of the year. We turn it up. So make sure that your past year review includes some of the reflection of how you grew and what you experienced in the past year and allow yourself to see what that means for who you are, the soul you. Always allow the experiences and the challenges that are continuing to evolve you to inform you on who you really truly are. It's a rich dimension to have in this experience of life. And it is so much fun to bring that aspect to our goal setting. I talked a little bit earlier about smart goals. This is a corporate way of looking at goals, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-based. A smart goal works really well in the corporate world. And it's really good to get a little bit of clarity on your desires for your goals for life. But we don't have to be all corporate about our life goals and our action plan for the coming year. You do need the clarity. You do need the specifics of what it is that you want to achieve. And I'll tell you one of the biggest pieces of this is to take action early in the year moving yourself toward the things that you want to have throughout the year and that you maintain a certain momentum of each goal that you want throughout the year. So I'm going to be headed to to Paris and to France in March. And that's uh, 10 weeks away or so. There are things I want to do now and that I can do now That will bring me a level of excitement and enhance the fun that I'm going to have in March. Now, the whole trip is basically planned. There's uh, days in Paris. There's a a few days driving around the French countryside. And then there's a, a river cruise. All sorts of these things are specifically planned out. And there's excursions to this and that. But my planning now is about what I'm going to wear. It's about learning the different cultural aspects about the places we're going to be visiting so that I'm, I'm preparing the groundwork of, of me so that I can enjoy the trip to its maximum potential. So the planning that I'm doing now is the next dimension of enjoying the experience. So as we're looking at a goal, no matter when you set it, whether it's the beginning of the year, mid-year, or whenever it is, Always have an action item within the first week of getting clear on that desire and the goal that you can take within the first week to move yourself toward. Now, there's some goal-setting people who say take that action that day, take an action that day, and that's perfectly cool because the momentum that you create by taking action that day is really fantastic momentum for all practical purposes I lay it out for the first week. So if you set a goal, I want you to take action within the first week of setting that goal that will drive you forward. And then take action 30 days later. And then some progress step 90 days. And have consistent 
progress points through the 12 month period. And in this case, we're talking about the calendar year so that you can literally visualize the goal unfolding in its steps as you prepare, as you experience, as you enjoy, as you squeeze out the fulfillment of it. Give yourself the visual movie of how that goal is going to come forward to you, how that goal is going to unfold for you. As you plan, you must have that movie. You must have the feelings of the movie in your heart. Now, if we want to get into some deep energetic work, I'm going to play a couple of things out for you to understand why this is so important. Number one, the greater vividness that you can put together on a goal in your mind's eye, the better you're wiring yourself for that reality to happen. And you're wiring yourself not only physiologically in your own neuropathways of the physical brain, but you're literally laying down energetic possibility, energetic probability that that will come to pass. When you can imagine it in your mind's eye, and frankly, when we talk about the mind's eye, we're talking about that energy center coming through the forehead the energy center of our future vision. So that's the, uh, the third eye chakra in, in that um, sacred view of, of how our energy centers are developed. When we can create the vividness of what it looks like in our mind's eye, we can then play the movie and have then the emotional track played. And when we feel what we would be feeling when we are in that movie of the future. When we feel it and visualize it in its depth and color with action, when we pull all of those pieces together, we are literally creating the holographic reality of that. And as we can visualize and feel it and pull it together in a movie, we are literally creating the script for that reality to come together. One of the missing components most people have about the law of attraction and manifesting is that they have not crafted the feeling state that they are going to have when they are in the future state desired. The feeling state of what that feels like to be in France, of what that feels like to be walking down the streets of Paris. That feeling state is so important. It allows our energetic body to have the experience before it happens. And when we line up with that, and when our thought, feeling, energy is in integrity, 
we continue to stack on the aspects of that experience being what we're feeling. As opposed to, if I'm having that feeling experience, if I'm having that thought experience when I'm setting my goal and I'm getting into clarity and intention and the outcome and follow through and all of that, and I have doubt creeping in, or if I have someone's bad experience in France and Paris creeping into my planning, that energy is inconsistent with what I want to feel and it will create a degradation of where I'm headed. That negative input will affect my experience. It will affect the energy I'm bringing to my goal, to my experience of it. So I want to tell you this. You got to protect the energy of what it is that you want and you want to experience. Don't let anyone's criticism or doubt enter into the energy of what you want or it will crush, manipulate, decimate what it is that you really want. Protect your desires. Protect your feeling state. When you set goals, own them for you. Own the feelings, own the future experience, own what it is that you want to be experiencing and have for yourself. Own that energy and protect it. If you start blabbing about this vacation that you want to go on and you're talking to the people who've maybe never had an experience of that vacation, they may annihilate your dreams. They may cast doubt into your energy. They may poison what you're expecting based on their fears, maybe their jealousy, maybe their past experiences that were brought forward from their energy. If I talk to five or six people who've had negative experiences in Paris and France and I let that in, I'm ruining my vacation before it even happens because energetically it exists right now in my heart and my mind. And if I let that poison seep in, I'm going to kill a goal dead on arrival, dead before arrival. So protect that as a wrap up your goals are informed by your soul's desire to want more. So go for it. Your ability to create wanting more into the specific physical world is by crafting your desire as an outcome with clarity. And when you create your desired outcome and your clarity, you have to follow through. And when you follow through, you have to then allow for the follow through to take root and to, and to come towards you. And I want you to craft the most vivid imagination about it coming together for you and the most vivid imagination of how it's going to feel for you. And I want you to protect that video, that video from other people poisoning it. I want you to protect your goals as if they are life and death because they are a life well lived is one that has the components of the soul and it has a great plan and great specifics. 
If you would like to know more about my work, I'm going to invite you to find me on the internet. Mofall.com slash give me clarity is how you can book a free career clarity call with me or my team. If you'd like to see my five shifts to land your dream career online, feel free to visit me at mofall.com slash masterclass. All sorts of resources can be found on my website, mofall.com. And I primarily do one thing and I conduct a 12-week online workshop for professional women who need to up-level their careers. I will see you next week when we talk about money. (laughs) Is money the answer? What's the question? See you next week here on Bringing Your Soul to Work. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark, on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.